Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are listening to Gems in the AM. Please help spread the word so that others can also gain knowledge. And if you benefit in any way from our reminders, please make a sincere dua for us. Jazakumallahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yasirli amri wa hlul uqdata min lisani yafqahu kawli. Welcome to our first episode of Gems in the AM. Today we will be talking about forgiveness and how we can attain the most of this Ramadan by seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'm going to start out with a short hadith and the reflection of it. And this hadith is from Hadith Qudsi. And so the, the difference between Hadith Qudsi and any other hadith is that uh, Hadith Qudsi is basically a hadith in which the Prophet وسلم, is telling us that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that these words are directly from Allah. As normally a hadith is something that the Prophet would say, these words in Hadith Qudsi are exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins in this hadith and he says, Yabna Adam, innaka ma da'utani wa rajawtani ghafartu laka ala ma kana minka wala ubali. O son of Adam, so as long as you call upon me and ask of me, I shall forgive you for what you have done and I shall not mind. So how beautiful is that? Allah is saying, that if you, call upon, if you call upon me and you ask me for forgiveness, I will not even mind that you're even asking me to forgive you. And so the hadith doesn't end there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, يَبْنَ Adam, لَوْ بَلَغْتَ ذُنُوبُكَ عَنَانَ السَّمَاءِ ثُمَّ اسْتَغْفَرْتَنِي غَفَرْتُ لَكَ O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky. Look at this. Were your sins to reach the cloud of the sky. And you were then to ask for forgiveness from me, I would forgive you. But it still doesn't end there. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say, Yabna Adam, innaka law ataytani biqurab al ardi khataya, thumma laqitani, la tushrik bi shay'an, la ataytuka biqurabiha maghfira. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O son of Adam, were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth? Were you then to face me, associating no partner with me, there's no shirk, I would bring you forgiveness just as great. And these words are directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you know, step back from your sins for a second and recognize who he is. He is Arhamur Rahimin. His mercy, his forgiveness surpasses any and every sin of yours. If you were to look far away and you couldn't see the end of your sins, if your sins were to surpass the clouds, if they were to surpass the amount of how vast this earth is, he would still forgive you. That's who Allah is. So ask him. Ask him to forgive you. So just picking up from where Asya left off, one of my favorite ayahs in the Quran is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in, Inna allaha yuhibbu tawwabin. The ayah says Allah loves those who constantly repent. Tawwabin, the constant repenters. And why constant? Because as humans, we constantly sin. Subhanallah, how vast Allah's mercy is upon us. How often do we sin? You know, we finish one and we're on to our next one, unknowingly. And this happens throughout the day, constantly. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, repent and I'll forgive you. You know, sometimes we have a friend who, who may have hurt us and they ask us for our forgiveness. And we say, all right, maybe, you know, we mend our hearts and we say, okay, I'll let it go this time. But then this person does it over, does it again. And again, and as humans, at some point, you're like, take it easy, man. I, I don't have that big of a heart. I can't constantly forgive you. 
I still didn't recover from the first time. And we're so quick to give that example of a glass, right? Like, my heart is like a glass and you just shattered it. Like, can I glue it back together? And we give these analogies to express how hurt we are and that we can't just like forgive constantly. Like, we're not, we don't have that uh, capability. And then imagine this person proceeds to ask you for your love. You know, forgiving them was one thing, you know, constantly having to forgive and then to ask for love, it's, it's something that our hearts can't do. But Allah says, Inna Allaha yuhibbu That He loves those who repent. He's waiting for you to repent. He's waiting for you to come back to Him. Sinning is part of human nature. Allah knows that we're going to sin. He created us to sin. We know the hadith of the Prophet والسلام, where he says, Adam That all sons of Adam are sinners. But the best of sinners are those who repent. We will sin. Because if Allah didn't want us to sin, He would have made us angels. But He does this as a test. The ball is in our court to see if we return and ask for His forgiveness. And in this month of Ramadan, we are, giving the, we are given the perfect opportunity to, to live up to this, to make amends, to ask Allah for, to ask Allah for forgiveness for where we, where we went wrong. A very common hadith that we hear at the beginning of Ramadan is, مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانًا إِمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا and the translation is that whoever fasts in Ramadan out of sincere faith and hoping for a reward from Allah, then all his previous sins will be forgiven. But oftentimes what we do with this hadith is that we take the first part and the last part and we just drop the middle part, which is the essence of the hadith. You know, we get the mansama Ramadanan and then we go to whoever fasts in Ramadan automatically their sins are forgiven. So, you know, I'm fasting. All I have to do is, you know, starve myself and that's it. I could do whatever I want the whole day and I'm, 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 I'm forgiven. And as easy and as comforting as that sounds, it's not possible because we know that there are people who are blessed enough to make it to this Ramadan and leave this month not forgiven for their sins. We, we know of so many people who passed away throughout the year or maybe even right at the beginning of Ramadan they weren't able to complete this month they weren't able to reach Laylatul Qadr but Allah gave us that opportunity and what does he say about the status of these people who are not forgiven for their sins we know that famous story that once the Prophet ﷺ was saying Ameen, Ameen, Ameen as he was climbing his mimbar and the Sahaba asked oh Rasulullah why are you saying Ameen at this time, we know that Jibreel was making dua against three people. And one of, the, one of the people who he was making dua against, he says, the one who has failed and lost is the one upon whom Ramadan has come and gone, and yet he was not forgiven. Ramadan is the perfect time to repent for our actions. Because when we repent to, our, when we repent to Allah, we're basically telling him, Oh Allah, I sinned and I am sorry, and I won't do this again. When you say I'm sorry, you're making you're making a commitment or you're taking the initiative that that's it. Like I realize I I went wrong and that's about it. I want you to forgive me so I can move up from this. And now that we're in the month of Ramadan, what better time to leave these habits behind? In this month, we know that the shaitan is locked up. So the area that we usually get our push from, those whispers, they're not after us. It's going to be difficult for us to maintain and mend these habits outside of Ramadan. 
to, to start a good habit outside of Ramadan is very difficult. It's just like trying to lose weight. You know, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to, you know, cut down, and you have that one friend who's just pushing you, let's go out, let's go out to eat, let's go have sweets. But for one month, this friend is not here. And now it's your turn to fix yourself, to mend yourself so that when this friend does come back, not saying that shaitan is our friend, but when shaitan does come back, and when he does bring those whispers that we unknowingly listen to, we are strong enough to say no. I will not. In this month of Ramadan, I took that opportunity to mend my heart, to make it firm and strong. And I'm going to abide by this throughout the year. So let me end with a story. There's a very famous story which just shows how beautiful the act of asking for forgiveness, saying astaghfirullah all the time, and how beautiful it is and how often we should do it and what are the, um, what are the benefits that we receive from it. So the story is about a man by the name of Ahmad ibn, ibn Hanbal, who was one of the greatest imams in Islamic history. So it was during his old age that he happened to be traveling, and he came across this town in which he didn't know anyone. And so he comes to this town, he doesn't know anyone, so he decides to go into a masjid and pray salah. So he offers his prayers. And after he prays salah in that same masjid, because he doesn't know anyone in that town and he needs a place to stay, he wants to sleep in the masjid, right after he finishes praying in the masjid, right? Because he didn't know anyone there, so who is he going to stay with? And also, Ahmad ibn Hanbal was a very famous scholar of the time. And from his humility that he didn't want anyone to know who he was, because had he told everyone who he was, they would have wanted to host him. So he didn't tell anyone who he was either, and they didn't recognize him. So the caretaker of the masjid doesn't realize it's Ahmad ibn Hanbal, and he kicks him out of the masjid. He says, you can't stay here. So when he gets kicked out of the masjid, there's a baker nearby the masjid or outside the masjid who notices this. So the baker, who by the way doesn't notice who Ahmad ibn Hanbal is, he takes him in and he hosts him for the night. He says, you're going to stay with me. So Imam Ahmad notices that while he's staying with his baker, he notices when he's mixing the water with the dough, he's saying astaghfirullah. When he's doing his tasks, he's saying astaghfirullah. Like literally anything he does, he does it while he says astaghfirullah. It's always, it's always on his tongue. So Imam Ahmad says to him, this constant istighfar that you're doing, you know, you're just doing constantly by the second, any, any task that you're doing, you're doing through the day, has it impacted your life in any way? Have you seen any change with this habit? Like what benefit do you receive from doing this constantly? So the baker responds and he says, Allah has accepted all my du'as. Any dua that I asked from Allah, He answered it, except for one. He answered all my duas, which was the reward of me constantly begging Him for forgiveness, and every second, every single day that I asked Him for it, except for one. So Imam Ahmad ibn Hamal says to him, what is that dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not answered? And he says, that dua is that I wanted to meet Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. And you know, Ahmed, so Imam Ahmad is standing there and he says, Allah didn't just answer your dua, he brought, me to this, he brought me to this town. I didn't know anyone here. I ended up being kicked out of the masjid. You saw me, you hosted me for the night. Not only did Allah answer your dua, he answered your dua and he granted to you right at your doorstep, right? Not only did you like end up his dua, if Allah SWT wanted to answer his dua upon seeing and reading Imam Ahmad, he could have met him in the marketplace, right? He could have met him on the street. But Allah SWT answered it in such a beautiful way that he allowed the Imam 
to be staying with him, that he hosted him for the night. He was so merciful to him, right? He increased him. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Remember me and I will remember you. And this is exactly what the man did. He constantly asked for forgiveness. Always and constantly, he just never let his tongue dry out. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't, didn't leave him hanging. No, nobody's got you like Allah's got you. He's gonna, you ask and he provides. So the more you seek forgiveness, the more Allah gives. And that's exactly what he did in his case. He beautified his dua more than what he was asking for. Not only a moment did he get to spend with Imam Ahmad, he got to spend nights with him. He got to host him in his house. So this Ramadan, if you're slacking, and you feel like it's not the same as other Ramadans, where you got to be in the masajid, then you got to keep up with your good deeds, and you got to be amongst the people that you love, if there's one deed you can do to keep up from the slack that's going on in this Ramadan, is to keep saying Astaghfirullah. You don't know which sins are being erased. So seek forgiveness from Allah. Sincerely promise Him that that one sin you constantly do, you won't do it again. So we hope that you benefited from this short reminder. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who seek His forgiveness and are forgiven. Until next time, subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruku wa atubu ilayk, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.